Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to season one, episode two of our brand new podcast, Learning from Our Legends. I'm Lena. And I'm Leila. And we are your hosts. Today's main focus would be um, about Ramadan. Yeah, so as we're recording this, it's probably been like five whole days of Ramadan. Four. Four? Yesterday was the third. It's gone by fast, but it feels like a long time. I feel like I was so stressed that I wasn't going to make it to Ramadan for ages, and then everything got busy as soon as Ramadan started. What do you mean you wouldn't make it to Ramadan? You know how, like, everyone's got a set number of Ramadans? Yeah. Right. So you're stressing over that. You, that's why people make du'a to reach Ramadan. Wow. Yeah, I was getting so stressed in the before Margaret, but I was like, thank God. <laughs> just like, I'm yes. still alive. <laughs> no, it's true though. No, 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 I understand, but I didn't know you were stressing over it. No, I was really stressing over it. Anyway, how has, how has your Ramadan been so far? My Ramadan, alhamdulillah, has been alright. Just very busy. Um, Fasting's actually been okay as well. Um... Yeah, it's been, it's been alright. I feel like because the days are shorter, it's easier. How's your Ramadan going? Um, I have been doing lots of assignments. Do you feel like it's a, like the essays are a bit more harder during Ramadan? Or? Um, I'm definitely struggling with trying to find time to do it. Mm. Because I feel like all the time I just want to... I want to focus on like doing Quran or doing mm. Ibadah. I want to go to the Masjid as well. Mm. I haven't actually been the last two nights because I've been doing my assignment. Mm. And so I'm trying to find a balance, but the thing is, not that I have the whole Ramadan to catch up with stuff, but these yeah. assignments, they're like pressing deadlines. Yeah, yeah. So in my head, I'm like, if I do it, then after this, I'm free. You can literally just focus on Ibadah and stuff. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, um, one of the aims I've given myself this Ramadan is to come off social media. Okay. And I'm so shocked how much time I have on my hands. Really? I'm telling you, not watching and not being on social media i'm literally sitting down it's just hit 12 like p.m mm. and i'm like i've literally done tarawih i think i've even done my quran i'm like i have so much time on my hands mm. and it's so scary because the amount of time we waste on like social media watching is scary because we're gonna get judged and asked what were you doing and being like oh i was watching youtube yeah i haven't i haven't cut it out but i'm trying to reduce it but mm. i think what you've done is better because it's just always there, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you give yeah. yourself the allowance, then yeah. it's just there. The, I feel like the thing that's eating up the most of my time is probably, like, work. I don't think I was working as much last year. Mm. Okay, what? tell me about some of your goals from last year. I think one of my main goals was reading the whole Qur'an. Okay. I feel like that's, like, a consistent goal, though. Mm. Um... Yeah, that was one of my main goals. And even last year, I um, like cut off social media and stuff. Because I just feel like it's just the best thing to do at times. Like, I it's feel just... like you're convincing me. <laughs> you need to try it. Because by the time you know it, you're on, let's say, TikTok or Instagram or whatever. An hour's gone. That yeah, hour could have been used in another aspect. And then you're like, huh? It's already did it. Like, I saw the time. You're like, how did that happen? Whereas when you do everything, like I'm telling you, I finished praying Tarawih, I finished doing my prayer, yeah. and I was just sitting down, I was like, what time is it? And it was like, just hitting 12 or 12, and I was like, wow, I just feel like I have so much time on my hands. I feel like definitely TikTok and Instagram wasted a lot of my time. Yeah, Instagram for me. Snapchat, it's mm. just like WhatsApp to me, yeah. and I, I don't even open half the messages. But that's, Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's not because I'm... I think it's not important, it's just no, because yeah, yeah, yeah. if someone's... Actually, to be honest, if it is important, they'll message me. Yeah, I yeah. feel like Snapchat is unserious. 
Okay. The other thing with Snapchat is, I feel like once upon a time I used to be opening, like, as soon as you said me, I'm oh. opening it straight away. Yeah. But then, like, I remember my dad said something to me and he was like, you know what? Your phone is supposed to be, like, your slave. Like, you use your phone to do things that you need to get done. Oh, wow. And he goes, when you reply to everything, as soon as it comes in, you've become a slave to your phone. And I was like, he's actually... That's such a good analogy. He's actually right. Exactly. So now I feel like I answer messages in my own time. Of course, if they're urgent or pressing, stuff to do with work, stuff to do with commitments, I keep on top of them. But other things... If I don't have the mental energy or the actual time Mm-mm. for them, I feel like I just... I feel like it depends on who it is too. Like, you just naturally respond more to maybe one person than another. Yeah, but even if it's... it's I feel like it's not just that, because not, then that makes it quite personal. It feels like it's... If we were having a conversation that was just like... Like, a very chilled out conversation yeah. and it wasn't like very serious. And then they send... And then they like they're still on that... Um, then you know it's not really pressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of my friends know that if you need to get through to me, just call me yeah. or like text me. It's not a big mm. deal. Um, but yeah, you should you should try at least maybe for half of Ramadan or maybe a few days, like a week. Try it for a week. I'm telling you, there's gonna be so much butter you know in your I time. Actually... And related back, no, the next episode, she's gonna let us know how it is going. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna delete the apps. Okay, you know what I had to do with Snapchat? Because you know it's like muscle memory is so bad. You go, you literally like go into your phone and yeah, your and thumb just... You... <laughs> somehow your thumb is you navigating what it. you want. Literally. And it's like, why am I on Snap? Why am I on Instagram? Like I have so no I, reason to be here. I left Instagram because I might be um, expecting like a, something to do with uni or like mm-hmm. something else that I was um, yeah needed. So I just leave it there, but don't go on to like the reels or whatever, just for DMs. Okay. And then with the Snapchat, I have actually like deleted it off my home screen, but it's like away. So for me to tap onto it, I have to like do extra work and try and find it. Do you get it? But then yeah. for some reason, I got a notification and I was like, I just opened up my phone. I was like, why am I on Snap? I, I literally paused for a second. I was literally said out loud, why am I on Snap? And I realized I tapped on to the notification. Oh. So I just took it Notifications off. are actually dangerous, actually. Yeah. And I just have to remind people, because with certain people, I see that they've um, messaged me, and I'm like, look, I have to... I even did it to you, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, message you and like, I'm like, I'm not, right I'm not on Snap. Yeah, just in case they might have messaged something important or whatever, just so they know that I'm not on Snap, just message me and WhatsApp me. Yeah, I think I think Snapchat is not a problem for me, but Instagram and TikTok, I'm not, like... It's just a waste of time. Even the fact that it's there, it's there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. your brain knows it's there. So even... Like, I feel like I'm just going to have to completely delete it. And I think I can. Yeah, I think you could. I think I can. I think you're right. It's about muscle memory. You just need to unlearn. Mm. <laughs> yep. I think one thing that I've been... I've been kind of setting as a goal for myself in Ramadan has mm. been, like, very heavily to do with um, Quran in terms of, obviously, the general reading, mm. but also either, like, focusing on a section or a specific surah. Mm. And so now it's actually funny, but when I read certain surahs, well, it's not funny, but it's it's like kind of satisfying. When I read certain surahs that I paid attention to in a certain Ramadan, and I started this in the first COVID Ramadan, it's always like associated with me. Oh, okay. So I remember exactly where I was when I learned that. I remember that I was yeah, in Ramadan yeah. and I was doing my A-levels at the same time. Yeah. And I had the Mus'haf open and I was learning that or I was trying to um like look at the meaning or something and so then there's a few surahs now 
that are like associated to like Ramadan 20, 2020 or 2021, oh. 2022. Um, and I actually really like that because yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know if it personalises it, huh? Yeah, in a way. And it's like an achievement. Every Ramadan, like, memorises Qur'an. And it's like, like you said, 2020, 2021, 2020, whatever, three. Yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, so, I mean, this year, I haven't really started it properly yet. I mean, I'm trying to get into it, but um, in my head, I'm just trying to get the assignment out of the way so I can focus on it. So, like, me with my reading as well. Like, on Malik, the first day, I managed to do quite a lot. Mm. And then the second day and third day came and I hardly did anything. And yesterday, I was like, you know what, before I go to bed, let me at least read four pages. Yeah. But I need to do the pages that I need to do for me to be able to finish the Quran. Yeah. I feel like if you're on a roll, it's really important to try and make the most out of it mm. and read extra. Because yeah. there's always just going to be days that you just can't find t- yeah. enough time. Yeah. Or you're just not able to read as much. Mm. Yeah. I can't lie... When you know, with the reading, the just a day, mm. most of it for me has been like waiting for the imam to start in tarawih. <laughs> but the issue is because I didn't go the last two nights, I'm you behind now, up. yeah. So I actually need to catch up. I have no doubt I will catch up if yeah. I catch up in the next day or two. Yeah, sure. But you know what it is if you leave it too long, <laughs> you're just never good. To do. You might as well just do it yourself at this rate. You know what? I feel like this Ramadan as well, I might be praying more at home than going to the mosque. And usually when I was younger, I was like, yeah, go to mosque, go to mosque. But I realised, for me to, like, finish the Qur'an or whatever, I need to read, like, from my own, like, mosque and from where I'm up to as well. Yeah. Because when I do go to Tarawih, it's a nice experience, and it's just nice having the whole aura, because I feel like that's what gives Ramadan vibes. Yeah. But for me to, like, finish my goals and stuff, it's easier for me to do at home. Yeah, and I feel like you connect more when you're at home. I think... Do you? Yeah, because I think well, it's it's two things, right? Because when you're in the masjid, yeah, you're going to pray those whole eight, yeah, and you're going to pray until the imam finishes. Yeah, when you're at home, there's been like there's a chance that you might only read four. But I swear the minimum is eight. I mean, if you're reading it at times of like qiyam time as well, because you know you can oh, read eight oh. for qiyam. I mean, whatever, like you want to do something yeah, yeah. in the night. Are you go on your own pace as you well. You go at your own pace, which is which can be a great thing. Yeah, but. It also can be like easier to get lazy, hundred percent. And so then I feel like it's about a mix. Like if like I know if there's certain days I'm not feeling it, I might force myself extra to go to the masjid. Yeah. Because I'm like I don't trust myself to actually Mm-mm. read properly at home. Mm-hmm. But days where I'm like I've got the energy, then I think I can. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to say is you know like the Sahaba actually, mm. they used to pray tarawih at home. Did they? Yeah. I thought the men used to go to the mosque and the women used to stay at home. No, so when, at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when Tarawih started, he came out and prayed Tarawih, he led it, and then so people joined him. And basically, because Medina was, like, the whole city at that point was really surrounded around the masjid and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the word spread, and so on the second night, more people came, and on the third night, even more people came. Yeah. And then the fourth night, loads of people were there, but he didn't come. So the Prophet didn't say to them, oh, look, Tarawih is not happening. No, they just he, they just all turned up and he wasn't there. And then he prayed at home by himself. And so um, after Fajr, mm. he said to them, nothing prevented me from coming out to you except for the fact that I feared that it would be made obligatory for you. And that's narrated in Muslim. Well, it'll be in the description as well. But that that's amazing, the fact that he was just thinking about us. Because I'm not going to lie, Tarawih can be very... Um, strenuous 
Yeah. So if that was obligatory upon us every night, especially when we're working, going to uni, coming back, cooking, like yeah, cleaning it just up shows his yeah. After he passed away, yeah, Abu Bakr was Khalifa for maybe what eighteen months. I think he only had like one Ramadan as Khalifa, or maybe even two. But the Khalifa for the longest after that was Umar. He was Khalifa for about ten years. Yeah, give or take. And he brought back Tarawih because at that point there was no danger of it being ordained as like an obligation because um, he's not the prophet exactly, yeah. and and um, the revelation has stopped. It's finished. Wow, subhanAllah. So, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, we don't need to get into it, but that's why people from other sects would regard it as a controversy because they argue that it's a bid'ah. But if the Prophet oh. did it, yeah. how can it be a bid'ah? Mm. So it was it was initially meant to be prayed at home, but you can pray it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's sunnah and it's optional. And so whether you do it at home or in the masjid, basically the Prophet ﷺ, he actually did that in the last year of his life when he came out to pray Taraweeh. So they would pray at home. I don't know, Taraweeh, I feel like just gives Ramadan vibes. I feel like that completes Ramadan. Like the whole aura of just... But like I think that's because we've out. grown up with it. No, actually, that being said, I've got some friends who haven't grown up with it. And for them, starting to go to the masjid like this year and last yeah. year for the first time has really made it for them. Yeah, I just feel like something about Taraweeh, like the whole... Muslim community coming together we're all praying we're all do you know what I mean especially when the kunut is done yeah it's just I don't know it's just different like whenever people meet for the sake of Allah and they meet in the masjid it's a blessed space mm. like it's just gonna add more blessings and yeah, the month yeah. is already blessed so I feel like you never know there's maybe, so much good that comes maybe you go with your friends start like it allows you to slowly start going to the mosque slowly start going on your own like, yeah. sometimes you just need that extra push I feel like especially for women because we don't need to go to the masjid it's better for us to pray at home yeah. I feel like Ramadan is that one time of the year where I really, like, I go to the masjid more often. Not that it's a novelty, but it definitely, it definitely feels special. Yeah. And acts of worship should be feeling more special in Ramadan mm. anyway. Oh, you mean to talk about something we were concerned about? Oh, it's just my assignment, really. I'm still concerned <laughs> about my assignment. Yeah. Um, I think I, my... Go on. <laughs> I think once I do my assignment... I'll be fine. Yeah. And then I'll just be free. <laughs> That's literally how it looks in my head. Yeah. I think for me, my before Ramadan side was probably like uh, the aspect of fasting at uni due to like breaking the fast. Like yeah. not fasting at uni, it's more like breaking the fast and the travelling. Do you take food that. to uni then? No. Well, it depends. Like when I was um, giving back my days, I was fasting at uni. Mm. So what I did was, I think I got like a meal deal and just took it with me. Okay. Yeah. Or on my way there, they have like a chicken and chip shop. So I just got chicken and chips and then just broke my fast like that. But I think if I was to break my fast at uni, it's best to just bring food from home. Save a bit of money too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly though. Why has meal deals gone up by 40p? Wait, where? It's in Tesco's. In Tesco's it? It's 3 40 Is that, excuse me? You know the best meal deal is Sainsbury's. Is because it? Sainsbury's meal deal, especially in big Sainsbury's, you can get a Costa drink, which I would have probably bought anyway. Yeah. So you get a Costa drink for your drink. You get, and I'm, I'm not a big drinks person either yeah, like yeah. anyway. So like the only thing I really want to get is a coffee at that point. Um, but is it like a specific Costa drink or? No, it's just any regular Costa drink from the machine. That's good because at ours, it's, uh, you have to get a cappuccino, I think. 
Oh. Yeah. Actually, cappuccino is not that bad. Or whatever one it is. Like you Go can on. get a hot chocolate, whatever. Yeah. And then you can get a hot main and a hot snack because they've got the hot sections. And it's all hello. No. Oh. But the vegetarian option is generally fine. Like I've okay. gotten hash browns before. I've gotten pizza slices. I've gotten like pasties. And when you're cold and you want hot food, like it doesn't matter how much hot food you have. I feel like it fills you up better than one of them cold sandwiches. I don't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. And I feel like it makes it worth it because the drink itself would have been like three pound from an yeah, actual pasta. Yeah. Even from the machine, it's like three pound something. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was like one of my concerns. But um, uni stuff, I feel like that's just always a daily concern without Ramadan, just uni work. Because I just, I don't know, mm. I've just started to procrastinate with this assignment. And I think it's because I don't understand a thing. When's the assignment due? It was due last week, Friday. But you've got uh, an extension for how long? Um, I think a week. So I have until next week, Friday. What, this If it was due last week, you mean the Friday? Oh, uh, sorry, the Friday that, yeah, just went. Oh, so you've got what? Five days? Have you started it? Yeah, I just have like a few things to do. But then few things. Make your own fake deadline. Submit it by Tuesday. My plan was to submit it today. Oh, then submit it by tomorrow then. Then come and Tuesday, I think it's just because it I don't, just won't be your business. I don't understand a thing. Like, I'm writing, I don't understand a thing. I'm relying on help from, <laughs> like, my friends and stuff. I mean, they're, they're helping, but also I don't want to rely too much on them. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But this this report, I'm not understanding, and it's not just me. A lot of people are just not understanding this report. And last year, when I look at the reports, I'm like, they were kind of easy. This year, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, alhamdulillah, it will be dealt with. Hopefully are you reporting soon. on something that you you've chosen or they've chosen it they've chosen because my report i had to make up the, the topic <laughs> but it's better that way no no like, i've done my own experiment before and we reported that you know when you're writing your assignment and you might even be like 90 percent done and then there's that moment of i've picked the wrong question or i've done this all wrong i'm continuing i don't care i yeah i always continue it but that that feeling for me always comes like 10 15 minutes before i'm ready to submit and then i'm like oh please not today <laughs> not today what i have to do is present i've already done this i feel like there is points where you're like in time where you're just like i don't care anymore just take the essay and wherever i get i get i feel like a lot of today has just ended up being about our assignments which shows how pressing they are <laughs> on our minds at the moment mm-hmm. but i'm sure like a lot of them could relate to yeah especially ramadan and i think ramadan this year has come close to assignment season yeah but um which is kind of good because then it, it ends before exams. You remember when we did exams during Ramadan? I think that was good though. I liked it. Some people didn't. So I felt very blessed. <laughs> you know the way you just fast and then it was like you didn't have to worry about food and people were like, oh, aren't you? What do you mean you didn't have to worry? All I was worried about was food. Were you? I find fasting very difficult because so I get exams, very hungry. were you thinking of food? I felt like that wasn't my main focus. It like, wasn't my main focus, but it definitely was there. Like, oh, and I'm hungry. Oh, and oh. I'm thirsty. <laughs> oh, okay. I think for me, it was mostly, I think I was just stressed out <laughs> over my exams. I just didn't really. But you know what? That's, you know, some people, when they get really stressed, they don't eat. Yeah. Are you like that? That's happened to me before. Okay. When I'm really stressed, you eat. I eat too much. But going back to like Ramadan and fasting um, during exams, I feel like, like you said, it was very beneficial yeah like it did help a lot and i just don't know like making dua during them times and just i don't know yeah i think the thing is with fasting because i went to a school where there was a lot of muslims Mm. 
not like it wasn't majority Muslim, mm. but there were definitely like quite a few Muslims. But the funny thing is, like most Muslims were just so different there, mm. um, and so like there were lots of people who were like, no, you don't have to fast during oh. Ramadan, and oh, <sighs> like Allah will forgive you, or you can just have water. Like there was, it didn't make it sense. It was very yeah. interesting to be honest. But you know what's sad? Their parents allow it as well. No, a lot of them is because their parents have taught them that. But then, where did Islam come? in that part because I feel like that's more culture then I think no it's, it's not more culture it's giving less importance to religion than to studies the way I used to see it was well I'm fasting so I'm going to be blessed but if you fail and you weren't fasting like it's just a double <laughs> loss for you yeah um and in the day fasting is like a debt so yeah and I, I I was a bit ruthless I can't lie I would just tell people yeah like whatever like it's you can you can not fast. That's fine. It's your decision, but it's not right. And I hope you know that. Mm. And not them acting like when you tell them you're fasting. I'm sure loads of people experience this. But when you say, "Oh yeah, I'm fasting during exams," and they probably be like, "You're you fasting don't have during to. exams?" Yeah, they're so shocked or whatever. And it's like, what? You know, that's the sad thing about the society nowadays. Praying your five prayers, five is daily it... prayers, is like a something to congratulate you exactly. on. Exactly, that is and, the minimum. And it's like, excuse me, this is what makes us Muslim. And yeah. you're like, oh, mashallah. When, he, when he's on oh, Dean and he prays five times no, a day. No. Oh, goodness that, gracious. That, that line takes me out every time. Because I'm like... <laughs> yeah. This and is I sad. guess it's a similar thing to Ramadan, like fasting. Oh, he fasts. Or like, she fasts during exams. Like, that's not... Fasting is fasting. I don't know if people say this, but they probably do. But fasting is fasting at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, there's, so, there's, set, there's set exceptions for when you don't have to fast. And exams ain't one of them. No. So it's not like, like, okay, if you're going to pass out and you're super sick and you're literally dying, There's then you can exception. break your fast because yeah. you're not feeling well. But I have an exam is a very childish excuse, especially like people doing that around A-level time. Like, I think it was a bit embarrassing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it is what it is at this point because... Because how are you, exp- like, how so what does are that you mean? expecting like, during... to do well in exactly. your exam? Not only that. Yeah, because you're not prioritizing Allah. And exactly. Allah, the biggest test is uh, like this test that Allah has given us in this dunya. So what is this little man-made test gonna? Uh... It's. I think it's so stupid as well because it's you're not prioritizing Allah, and you've actually you've actually convinced yourself that you're gonna do well in this exam based on your own revision. And it's only partially that. Yeah. It's only partially that the rest is Allah, yeah. and the bigger part is Allah. Yeah, and I think Allah helped me a lot with my exams because I'm not gonna lie. I, you know. It sounds dumb, mm. <laughs> but I used to make dua to Allah, like, whatever mistakes I've done, like, change it change before it. it goes to the examiners or put a veil over their eyes for them to not see it. You know what? It probably got answered because, boy, the amount of it. You know, my first test 100%. that I ever took, I missed questions. Mm. I'm on medic, I still managed to do well. And that was the first ever exam I took. That is divine intervention. It's not, it's not just what we do. No. Like, we're supposed to try our best, you know, Under, the whole thing of time yeah. camel. Exactly, you revise, you do your bit, yeah. but after that, at the end of the day, it's you, not... you have to leave it to Allah. Exactly. So for you not fasting and then just going into the exam and then you haven't tied like, your camel. It's it's just it's confusing, and my advice to them people is just fast, <laughs> just fast. I mean, still, if you if you've got like a different um, exception, like you're diabetic or something, that is completely separate. Exams is not. An exception. Yeah, 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 there's exceptions, but we're not talking about them exceptions. We're just talking about things like exams. Yeah, things like exams and like revision and, and stuff like that. 
if you're fasting and you're the only one, you're still right. So I would say even if everyone around you isn't fasting, like don't don't listen to them. Yeah. Because you know, inshallah you'll just be getting a lot of rewards. You'll be getting so much reward and remember when people eat around you anyways when you're fasting the angels make dua for you but on top of that it's it's more than that you you don't owe you don't owe anything to the people in that sense yeah. right so doing well in an exam and stuff like that is all stuff that you owe to yourself or you owe to society mm. but something like fasting like you said it's one of the five pillars yeah and that's you, a right of Allah yeah did you know Allah said that the fasting is not for the person it's for him so we're basically fasting for Allah, not really for ourselves, even though it benefits ourselves. But he does say the fasting is for him. You just need to prioritise. Because at the end of the day, like I said, the biggest test is this dunya. And when we're getting judged in the day of judgment, and Allah says, why haven't you fasted on this day? And you tell him it was and for you, your GCSE And physics. you try to say it's for your exams. Do you think that would be more important than Allah? Yeah, and then imagine when Allah is questioning you. And if one of the questions are like, was that more important? You can't argue. And why yes. did you why did you tell other people that was okay? I feel like the biggest thing with people yeah, not passing yeah. exams, it's like one of the most normalized sins. They always say, yeah, it's okay, and you don't need to fast either. That to me is shocking because look, there's one thing when you commit a sin and you like, yeah, I'm wrong. Hmm. I've committed a sin. What I've done is incorrect. But when you're telling people it's okay, mm-hmm. no, it's because that's then when once the they start sinning, bigger. the sin starts coming to you too just how you know if you teach someone how to pray every time they pray you get the rewards and every yeah. time someone tells someone else it's okay not to fast or doesn't fast themselves that's your sin it's on you that's crazy i feel like we've been so savage about this today but i think it has to be black and white because you, it, you can't really have a great area it can't especially work. with this this one is so yeah. spelled out and like with me personally that was the case in my school like i was surrounded by people who weren't fasting yeah. and were saying it's okay yeah, like yeah. oh Allah's not going to put more hardship on me and I'm like you at this big age you can't like not so eat for a mean, couple hours uni, you can't like it doesn't make sense also Allah does say he doesn't burden a soul with what he cannot handle yeah Allah knows yeah. we can handle fasting exactly like if we really could have handled it Allah would have given more exceptions, exceptions well. or things like that yeah like the exceptions that exist are a mercy so some of the exceptions of fasting since we've been talking about what's not an exception for a long time i do believe that when it comes to sickness because that is one of the exemptions we will go through um, in more details when it does come to that you will have to get a doctor's advice on it you can't just say oh yeah because i'm i don't know i have a, f- uh, a cold i'm now exempt it depends how yeah i think sickness there is a bit of a gray one because Certain like certain illnesses, you might actually be feeling completely fine, but things like diabetes, you're actually not yeah. allowed to fast. Yeah. Um, and but usually when you go to the doctors, they say to you you can't fast. Exactly. But with some, for example, I know somebody who was a bit worried that they couldn't fast during Ramadan because of certain medication they were taking. Mm. Um, but speaking to the doctors, because they were a bit worried, the doctors would say to them, "Look, you can't fast." But speaking to them, they said, "If you take your medication at a certain time, it should be fine." Yeah. So there's ways, and if the doctor, the doctor would know. You know, even if you're taking medication three times a day. Maghrib, after Taraweeh, suhoor time. Yeah, it's... like it works. And the doctors, they would say, if it's a say, severe, I don't know, blood condition, for example, they would say to you, look, you actually can't fast. Yeah, it would, would be cause... damaging for you. So that's when it becomes a permanent illness. Yeah. And that is the exemption of But you also have fasting. temporary illnesses. Oh, yeah. If you're so sick. Like and a flu and de- you've come in with a fever, you're vomiting a lot. You're dehydrated like, yeah. or something like that. You've yeah, got an infection. Then... That also makes you exempt. It's really case by case. Yeah. And you need to fear Allah and 
make sure you seek appropriate advice both islamically and medically okay another um other people who are exempt are people who are menstruating so for the whole duration of your period you don't have to fast Mm -hmm. but just like you don't have to pray the only difference is that you don't have to give your prayers back but with fasts if they're obligatory like the ones in ramadan you have to give them back um so make sure you do and if you're living like in london I always say make, give them back in the winter time because it's yeah. so short. But the sooner the better. Yeah. I feel like the sooner you do it, it's just less worry. Get it out of the way. And actually, if you don't give them back, a family member needs to give them back on your behalf. There's also, um, it becomes a sin if you don't give it back. I did some research into it. I'll try yeah. and find the evidence. But it becomes a sin. You would have to pay for a miskin. You, you know, like during Ramadan, the, the days you have to give it back. Yeah, the fitia, you have to pay for the days of one meal like the price of one meal for a miskin so let's say you missed five days you couldn't make it back before the next Ramadan is like a poor person by the way oh yeah so then um you couldn't make it back before the next Ramadan the first five days of that Ramadan during Ramadan you have to pay for the uh, miskin uh the fitia 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 um and this year's around about three to four pounds and then um you also would still have to give it back and if you can't for like a permanent condition or a long condition um, then you need to speak to a scholar about what you have to do. Mm. Another one would be a pregnant lady or a breastfeeding mother. But again, it depends on what stage you are because I'm not sure about pregnancy. Yeah. But I know with breastfeeding, if it's quite late, like say the baby's not completely reliant on breast uh, breast milk at that point, like they're a year old and they're eating, um, then if you can fast fast because they're just going to be stacking up at that point because imagine you missed the ramadan before because you're breastfeeding like a newborn and the ramadan before that because i don't know but yeah, i mean i feel like that's also still something that like allah's merciful about yeah, it yeah yeah the mother knows not knows best in that situation but the mother definitely knows her situation better right yeah than anybody else yeah exactly yeah so we talked about being sick or if you really like injured yourself and you have to be on medication yeah. or be taking something regularly as a supplement, then obviously you can't fast. Mm. And usually the doctors do tell you that look, you it's best for you to not fast because of all yeah. of that. And the other one is if you're on a journey. Yeah. What's classified as a journey? Because I know the TFL bus is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the TFL buses, but I I'm sure. There's difference of opinions. Yeah, so you need to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. But the one I go with is when it's outside of London. So let's say, for example, you wanted to go up north. That's that's a journey. Okay. But, um... Again, you have yeah. to give it back. So if it's not a big deal, you're just driving to Birmingham and it's a two-hour drive and you're like... And no, you feel I like you can fast it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Allah's given it as, like, part of his rahmah, isn't it? Because he knows. And even it was sunnah to not fast while travelling because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi didn't. Yeah, if you're going on a plane journey or anything, it's not... Like, obviously, if you think you can fast it, do it, but you don't have to. It's an exemption. You would still have to owe back the fast. Yeah, I think the main thing we're getting at is if you miss one of your Ramadan fasts, make it a priority to give them back because they are owed fasts. They're basically a debt. And a really good tip is to, let's say, especially when you're on your period, it's good to note down how many days you owe back so you don't lose count. Um, So maybe on your notes on your phone, write down the amount of days you owe back. Absolutely. Yeah, it, I think this is this is something you said to me yeah, the other day because yeah. I was saying how I always forget and so I overcompensate. But it's sometimes it gets a bit stressful because I always mm. overthink it. I'm like, mm. am I sure though? And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I'm like, mm, are you sure though? You can literally just do a tally chart and just put down the amount of days or 
whatever and just owe it back that way so the thing with fasting is obviously it's been ordained like when we say yeah. ordained it doesn't matter what sect of islam you follow if you follow the quran i'm not even talking about sunnah if you follow the quran then it says it clearly that fasting has been written for you yeah. as it's been written for the people before true, you yeah. so that you may attain taqwa where's taqwa oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you on the spot okay. you really are and i don't know why my head's just gone blank taqwa i'm gonna i'm gonna give you <laughs> go ahead <laughs> okay um so we obviously know that everything we do you can't do it in secret because because you have to have even if you're doing it in secret no one's watching who's watching Allah okay so taqwa is oh the um, knowing of Allah basically is present and stuff yeah taqwa is doing everything as if you have the knowledge that Allah is watching you mm. the better way to put that is taqwa is basically God consciousness okay but in every single thing you do so with fasting let's be honest if I went and had a bottle of Sprite and then brushed my teeth and then maybe like went to sleep or something, like no one would know. Yeah. Um, and if you really wanted to, you could probably be eating secret whole meals. Yeah. And your mum wouldn't know, your family wouldn't know. Because you're not really fasting. That's what you need to remind yourself. You're not fasting for your family. Yeah, you're not fasting for your image as well. Fasting is for Allah and... Allah alone. Fasting encourages God consciousness because... There are certain things you know you have to do. Yeah. There's certain things you need to refrain from. There's mm-hmm. certain things that, like with the month of Ramadan especially, it's it's really building your um, self-control. Yeah. And that's why actually a lot of advice for people with poor self-control is to fast. Yeah. That's just general advice yeah. from scholars because it's it kind of disciplines you in a way that nothing else does. Because it just removes, it kind of restricts your desires as well. Yeah. It makes you focus. So yeah, there's loads of reasons why we fast, but the main one is because it's, it was... Um, Allah told us Allah to. Allah told us to. That's the main one. Mm-hmm. Um, and also so we can um, restrict our desires and focus more on like the Qur'an, things like that, because Ramadan is known as the month of the Qur'an. Yep. Um, and Jibreel yeah. would come down and revise yeah. it with the Prophet Sallam every year. And in he the died. last year before he died, he came and revised it with him twice. Oh. Yeah, I feel like that always makes me sad it's when sad. I talk about the last year. Yeah. Not you questioning me. You know what's mad? You, we use words like tawakkal and all of that, but then really knowing the meaning of it, it's like... Oh my God. <clears throat> now we're on this. So the thing I wanted to get on was Arabic. Now, I know it's a massive endeavour trying to learn a language, yeah. but at the very least, mm. you should learn or know the meaning of keywords like that yeah but what you're reading regularly in your salah like reading your salah and not and not knowing what you're saying is the biggest loss for yourself because then you're just this is a reminder to myself you're just you're just reading words you don't know yeah and even the basics like allahu akbar yeah and understanding why like like linguistically it's not allahu akbar rather than Allahu Akbar like yeah. it's not Allah is the greatest it's Allah is greater greater than what and it's open it's yeah. greater than Anything, everything else yeah. that you're that's on your mind or that's distracting you yeah and you know maybe one of our podcasts should just be or one of our episodes should just be like explaining the Salah and stuff you know what if that's something that's useful then I would I would I think that's we can important put up a poll and if people want to listen to it then yeah I, I actually think that's super important because 
not knowing the meaning of like Suratul Fatiha and everything, yeah. you're missing out more than anyone, firstly. And secondly, it's it's definitely not adding to your salah, if you know what I mean. And it really would. If I feel like the Rushur would be so much exactly. stronger if we just knew everything we were saying. Exactly. And you have to start from the basics. Start from the from the like obligatory parts of our salah. Yeah. And then, inshallah, you can branch outwards. That was a good shout. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> I think the last thing I want to touch on is how the Salaf would interact with the Quran in Ramadan, and it's actually it's actually not crazy because clearly they did it, but they were they were on another level. When we look at what we're struggling with today, yeah, and struggling to read one juz a day, and then look at what they did, it's actually profound. I swear the sorry side note. I swear the Salafs also used to prepare six months before Ramadan even came. They would prepare six months before Ramadan and then six months after they would be making dua that it got accepted. Wow. Imagine you lived your whole life with the priority of Ramadan either in the back of your mind or like in Ramadan. That's amazing. I think it really puts into perspective how important this month is and it's such a massive opportunity and like we were saying at the beginning, everybody in their life has got a written amount of Ramadans that you're going to have. Some people have died just before Ramadan. That's not coincidental yeah, at all. You can never that's, run away from death as well. Exactly, that's purposeful because they've had their quota of Ramadans. And so if you've made it to this Ramadan... Be grateful. Be so grateful and make the most out of it because you are not promised next year. Not only that, we're not promised the whole Ramadan. We might not be promised the whole Ramadan. Exactly. But be grateful you made it. Do what you can with it while you're still in it. Yeah. And make so much dua that everything you're doing is with the right intention and it's getting accepted so um just one or two examples i've actually got like a whole list in front of me okay so it's reported that bukhari would complete the recitation of the quran once a day in Ramadan. and then he would pray and he would pray after tarawih every night completing another recitation every three nights so he'd read the whole quran once a day and then every three nights finish it again finish it again so in so Ramadan, if you work that out, how many times is that? That is, let's just say 29. 29 plus, what's 29 divided by three? It's about 10. It's about 40 times in the whole of Ramadan. I can't yeah. lie, I, and I'm struggling to read it once. How did he find the time? But I guess when you prioritize you know what, Allah, Allah, there's time. time. You know what, the, this is another thing that one of the shiukh once said that um, I learned, uh, like I was studying under. He was saying that Quran does not, take away from the time of Quran makes time because of the barakah in it, it yeah. if you want time in your day schedule Quran in and I promise you it's it's like you know how charity doesn't decrease you yeah, from well yeah. Quran will not take away from your time it's like when they say when you prioritize Allah everything else works out so for example salahs you know when you plan a day instead mm. of planning a day, your day and then putting salah into it know the set time of salah and say okay look I'm going to do this do that then pray salah then do mm. this that that and apparently your everything else just works out because you're prioritizing Allah isn't it so that would be all for this episode stay tuned yeah inshallah we plan to upload again in the next two weeks yes and I'll update you about the whole social media thing (laughs) yeah and how our Ramadan has been yes on that note assalamu alaikum